All right, welcome to In The Zone. Dave Delgado here in studio. Jill Espiritu from the GFA. She's the media and marketing officer. Uh, we're talking about the Mattel, the men's national soccer team. And they're set to step onto the pitch against Bhutan uh, tomorrow, Guam time. Yes. Uh, let's talk about that uh, real quick. Okay. Uh, half a day, good afternoon. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Uh, yeah, so the Matau are currently in Bhutan training, and they'll be on the pitch playing against Bhutan tomorrow evening. So the match kicks off at 6 p.m. Bhutan time, which is uh, 10 p.m. Guam time. Um, so so then that's going to be their first match of this of this round. And then in, in just five days, they're going to be back in Guam to play their second match against Bhutan. Um, uh, that, that's a quick turnaround. Um, yeah, uh, but normally with um, with these uh, World Cup qualifiers, it's usually uh, like a five day turnaround. So they play on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And for that match in particular, when the Mattel do come down or come back home and and look to hold it down uh, on their home turf at the GFA, as far as time scheduling, it's going to be. Tuesday, Guam time, 3.15 at the GFA, where Guam, the uh, the Matau team, is looking to, you know, hold it down on the home soil against Bhutan. But um, when it comes to scheduling, it's a pretty odd time for, for the Matau to be playing at 3.15 in the afternoon on a weekday. Oh yes, so um, so with with the uh, match, um, you know, our we're looking to upgrade our lighting system at GFA so that we could host more um, international night matches. Um, so at this time, um, that's why we're playing in the afternoon, so then um, the match can end before the sun sets. Okay. Um, yeah, and you know, we do understand it, um, that it's uh, quite hot at that time, um, but uh, I mean, that's that's uh, what we could do at this point in time, and hopefully, w- um, when they do advance to the next round. And then the next four matches that they do play here in Guam, um, you know, we can uh, have night matches for them if we upgrade our lights by that time. And what do we know about our opponents right now? Bhutan, uh, as far as FIFA rankings in the world, where are they um, and where is Guam currently? Oh, okay, so uh, so Bhutan actually is in uh, the high 180s, and uh, Guam is actually not that far behind. And the only difference is that Bhutan has played more matches than Guam has in the past year, so um, so that's why the ranking is higher. Although um, Bhutan um, at one point was uh, was dubbed the worst team in the world. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, so how it worked in in the previous World Cup qualifiers, they played round one with Sri Lanka, and um, um, at that time, when they beat Sri Lanka to advance to round two, um, that was considered a shock to the world that Bhutan had actually advanced out of round one. Uh, but then, of course, reality set in, and in round two, um, they didn't win any of their matches, and their goal difference was minus fifty-two. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, they were they they were in the same group as like China, PR, uh, Maldives, um, those types of teams, powerhouse countries. Yeah, and uh, and at that um, the previous World Cup qualification round, uh, Guam had uh, was ranked high enough to skip round one so then they were um, automatically into round two um, where you know um, if if you remember um, our first match ever here in Guam against Turkmenistan uh, the Matau won 1-0 and then um, that was that was a uh, big news too yeah yeah that was that was really big news and then five days later when they beat India that was even bigger news um, 2-1 so and Guam finished that round uh, with seven points so two wins and one draw um, and so you know at least for for this round one uh, looking to get 
get back into round two um, and then um, hopefully advance to um, uh, the next couple of rounds, uh, maybe make the Asian Cup at least. And what's the training regimen been like for, for the Mattel? I know under new head coach Carl Dodd, um, you know, of course, new coach, new system implemented. Uh, but as far as getting the guys together and making sure that they're all on the same page, because, I mean, our players are, are scattered throughout the state, stateside, some playing uh, professionally and for, for club teams and, and uh, other ventures in their life. But um, how long have they been together in preparation for this specific tournament? Okay. Uh, so Carl Dodd actually came in as head coach of the Matau um, in the early part of last year. And so he had been um, uh, scouting players here in Guam and, and also working his networks out in uh, Australia, Europe, and the United States and been working with the team uh, pretty much since he arrived. Um, and their first major tournament was the um, EFF tournament that was uh, just uh, in September last year and then um, moving into the World Cup qualifiers this year. So he's actually spent a considerable amount of time um, looking at players and seeing their strengths and, and how um, they can contribute to um, Guam's playing style. Um, you know, before the team left, I, I actually um, um, uh, communicated with uh, Ian Mariano and, you know, just just asked him, like, you know, what is your daily schedule? Like, you know, when when the Matau is training and he told me he's up as early as 430 in the morning, uh, gets down to GFA by 545 does some prehab work um, and then does some warm up and then he trains with the team 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning uh, and then after that it's an hour of uh, gym workouts and then and then after that he um, you know he uh, takes his son to school uh, he goes to work um, yeah I talked about that yeah. on the radio with Andy and, and you talk about dedication especially at this level mm-hmm. um, of course representing Guam and, and the men's national soccer team uh, is really uh, something a lot of these players have strived uh, strived to get to, and then when you when you're there, it's it's like I'm going all in. Mm-hmm. And I like how in the email that you sent, it was about being in a different state of mind, like being a different animal when mm-hmm. when it comes to training, and not just being there and going through the motions. And yeah, I'm on the team. It's just it's you really have to um, turn it up a notch and and really. Um, get to that point where this is um, this is the biggest stage where you're going to be on, and mm-hmm. and it could be uh, opening the doors for other um, possibilities when mm-hmm. it does come to your soccer career. Because I mean, we've had that where our national team players have got contracts um, mm-hmm. in different parts of the world to play soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, definitely. And the interesting thing about uh, the team that's in Bhutan right now, uh, there's actually a couple of players that are still in high school uh, that are on that team. Yep, and, Ethan and, Elwell. Yeah, Ethan Elwell, uh, Kyle Halehale, um, Alexander Stenson. Um, so so these players are, are definitely getting the top level uh, experience um, and bringing that back to Guam, even with their club teams and their high school teams. So so this is pretty, pretty big for them and, and also for them to play a 
alongside professionals like AJ De La Garza, um, and then uh, veteran players like Ian Mariano, Jason Cunliffe. Um, so you know we, we were we were kind of um, looking back at the previous World Cup qualification, and um, so for example, Kyle Halehale, he was a ball boy yeah. <laughs> back when uh, they first were playing in the World Cup qualifiers, and and now he's actually suiting up for the team uh, for this qualification round. So um, so you know it, it's it's really uh, a testament to um, the development of the program at GFA where everything comes full circle. Um, so you have players, um, you know, moving up the ranks in the, in the youth national program. Um, and then, you know, gaining the experience and, and earning selection to the men's team, um, which of course would help in their development and, and also possibly get them into college on scholarship. Um, like, uh, Ethan just, uh, yep. just recently. And, uh, and then also, you know, possibly a professional career. Um, so, so that's that's really, um, you know, what we're trying to um, t- uh, tell our players is that there is a pathway for them, and and there is a route to get to the top. And that's what the academy is all about: is making sure that one, okay, we we get the kids that are committed, we get them at a young age, and then we continue to get them to where. Uh, one day it's that national team level. And, you know, but back when we had a lot of success, it was like, okay, well, these guys aren't from Guam. And, you know, they're, they're, they do have Guam ties and they do represent Guam. And from looking at the roster, of course, Jason Cumbly's back, um, Marcus Lopez. Uh, you look at Devin Mendiola, mm-hmm. Dylan Apathy. Uh, a lot of homegrown names, and it just shows you exactly what you said about uh, homegrown players uh, taking their time and, and eventually getting the call up to represent Guam for the men's national soccer team. And for fans, I think that's that's a real big deal because you're cheering on guys that you've seen um, on the pitch here locally and You've seen their progress, and, and you're happy for them. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, what better way than to come out there and, and show your support for Team Guam? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, yeah, so our Center of Excellence program right now, where, where we have the youth from under 8 up until under 14, um, so that's really the the starting point uh, for a lot of the, the players now um, trying to move into um, the senior levels. And, um, you know, we're already seeing where, you know, they're following a lot of the local players, um, you know, um, and, and, you know, we, we've been uh, live streaming all of our uh, uh, top domestic league matches too. So then, um, you know, there's also a way for for people to to watch them in in the local leagues also. Uh, so so yeah, I, I mean, um, you know, it, it's it's really about the the team um, inspiring uh, others to you know to get to where they're at. And you know, um, like uh, Coach Carl says, is that uh, you know he feels that he does have like a, a pool of at least uh, 48 players that he can choose from. And you know, it's a good problem to have where everyone is so competitive that it gives him the hardest job of picking the 23 players to be on the roster. Um, so, so I mean, that in itself is testament to the work that these guys are putting in uh, just for selection to the team. And especially for the GFA, the coaches, everybody involved with just soccer in general, there's always certification process, um, courses that coaches can take and you know soccer is one of those sports where it's constantly evolving there's new workouts there are new ways of approaching the game and um 
I think that's really where the coaching comes in. I mean, soccer is is one of those sports where you guys are fortunate enough to have um, resources that really get put into the sport itself and not just the sport, but like I said, the coaches, the players and and just helping build soccer to where it is now. Uh, yes, definitely. So, um, so one of the one of the priorities really in our technical department is to um, develop our coach education programs. So, like you said, you know we do offer these uh, coach coaching courses uh, frequently. So, starting off with um, skill acquisition, game training, eventually getting a D license, and then um, you know being nominated to take an AFC uh, C course, which is an international license, and then up towards A and possibly even a pro license. So. So, um, so I, I think um, you know if you have the better coaches, and you'll you'll get better players because then um, you know when, if if your coach isn't as experienced as the players, you can't really push them uh, farther than or, or reach their potential really. So um, so then we're we're also um, looking into upgrading our coach education program, and, and it's really helping our program, especially with the players now. Um, and, you know, there's also, um, you know, a, a way for our uh, players to give back as well. So a, a lot of players on the Mattel roster are also coaches as well. Uh, so, for example, Jason Cunliffe, he, he was just in Ireland. Um, he's trying to get his UEFA B license out there um, after earning his AFC C license here in Guam. Um, and and then you see them also high school games, club matches. They're also um, coaches as well. Um, and and it's it's part of um, it's part of uh, developing. I, I guess you would say you know um, as uh, holistically like you know I, um, just every aspect of the game to to be involved in. Um, so so yeah. So a lot of a lot of the players are are looking into coaching because then uh, that way they can also help younger players um, get to the level where they're at now and hopefully surpass their level, uh, you know, when the time comes at when they're at that age. And it's not just sitting there. OK, we'll watch a video. OK, you're done. Here's your certificate. It's actually there's a lot of class and work. There's there's on the field stuff. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it is technical. Props to you. Uh, you've been racking up some certifications of your own too, traveling off island and uh, attending a lot of these uh, seminars and, and clinics. So, uh, talking about you in general now, um, where where are you at as far as your cer- certifications and what have you been able to attain since uh, your time at the GFA? Oh, okay. Uh, yep. So, so back in uh, 2017, uh, actually, I was selected um, by GFA to participate in um, the Asian Football Confederation Football Administration Certificate Course. Okay, real quick. Sorry. Okay. Um, why are the titles so long? We always, we always talk about it. Me and Andy's like joint qualification 2022 AFC round one. I'm like, man, that's a mouthful. I know the 30 yeah. second spot is just yeah, the title. Just, of the yeah, tournament. the title of the tournament. But it's cool, though. I I mean, you know, love hearing uh, the good news and and just everything. Okay, so let's get back to it. 2017. (laughs) Okay, yep. So I was selected as as one from Guam to join that course. And it was really a a three-part course where I flew to Kuala Lumpur's AFC house uh, three times. Um, And in my class, there might have been about maybe about a couple dozen uh, students from all over Asia really um, earning our certificates. And it's it's just uh, learning all aspects of football. So... um, 
there was a section on finance, for example, uh, and then there was also one on um, uh, tournament organization. Um, so, so it was really, it was really like every aspect of football. Um, to you know, not necessarily like playing or coaching, but it's just everything else Itinerary, outside of that. Everything's breaking it down. Yeah. And yeah, you were also uh, nominated as you know one of the top uh, people there too, right? In your class, or yeah. So so um, I was fortunate to um, to graduate uh, with a certificate of distinction, uh, which is the highest honor that you can get in that course, um, and. And at that time, I was one of only four in Asia that had graduated uh, with that title. So, um, so yeah, and the same year, um, GFA also sent me to the AFC Match Commissioner Seminar. Uh, and um, fortunately for me also, I, I passed that on my first try. Uh, and last year, um, I was appointed for four tournaments um, as a match commissioner. So for um, the Women's Asian Cup final round in Jordan, a uh, futsal championship in Thailand, and then a couple of qualifiers in Tajikistan and Palestine. So that's all the places you traveled for those tournaments? Uh, yeah, so that, that was last year. And then um, and then this year, I've been to Myanmar and Laos as a match commissioner as well. Uh, so, so I, I, you know, GFA is, is really looking into uh, making sure that, you know, all, all of our staff, players, coaches, uh, develop to their potential. And so, um, it, it, you know, in, in every aspect, of football and you know um so how well, what i believe is that you know so i'm a media and marketing officer for football and you know if if i you know if, if i expand um my experience and knowledge in the sport not necessarily just you know playing or coaching um you know then then that also helps the federation as well um you know for for everyone to grow really and and just uh, get an idea of what else is out there in football other yeah. than playing and coaching. Yeah, because it, it really takes a lot to put things like this together. So, I mean, you know, any little bit of knowledge of different fields and, and, and how things work is definitely a plus because, you know, when you get volunteers that, what, what can I do? I don't know what to do. You can mm-hmm. easily say, okay, I need you to do this and, and break it down because it does, it, it's like people don't realize there's so many things logistic things that go on just to mm-hmm. host the tournament. You think, okay, well, Guam's going to be here. We're going to play mm-hmm. uh, a soccer game. And, okay, we just have somebody at the door. No, I mean, there's a lot going on because there's a lot of questions, too. Of course, making sure player safety, one, uh, the coaches that fly in, too, from other countries, they might have a lot of questions or maybe just want to test our knowledge, too, on GFA here. Okay, how are things done? And, and um, want to see what your reaction and, and what your, you, how you're going to reply to certain questions. So um, it definitely shows that GFA is um, putting in the legwork and, and making sure that um, everybody involved is is very uh, up-to-date in how everything's ran because um, you talk about the GFA in general is like how many thousands of kids that <laughs> hit the pitch for what two, three uh, tournaments and, and leagues a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, everyone at GFA, um, you know, we're we're um, looking to make them experts in their field, uh, and and so like you said, I mean, uh, just the Robbie Weber Youth League alone has three thousand kids a year playing. Uh, 
20 weeks out of the year. Uh, so, so then uh, currently our competitions director, uh, Samuel Sangil, I mean, he's, he's been uh, instrumental in making sure our leagues and tournaments are run properly. And, um, and, you know, and also to standard too, because uh, Asian Football Confederation does have uh, standards for, um, you know, like for example, club licensing that, that we're looking to fulfill uh, with AFC and eventually uh, work into getting more international club matches as well. Um, and, you know, and then just also the overall organization. So, for example, like the World Cup qualifier that's coming up, uh, there there will be, um, you know, a match commissioner and a referee assessor out of FIFA that are going to come out here, uh, make sure that, you know, um, we're running the tournament uh, up to par, uh, like you like you said. And um, but then, you know, it also comes with the experience that we've had um, hosting other international tournaments, like um, for the past um, couple of years, the EFF tournament. Um, that was a, a good uh, learning ground for a lot of our staff now. Um, and then uh, and then just just other uh, qualifiers for AFC as well. Um, so so we are very experienced in a tournament organization. And, you know, we hope that uh, we can have as many people as possible at the match, um, you know, um, sit there comfortably and, and watch the match and and cheer on the Matau and uh, and help them qualify for the next round. Because really, like the fans will really help. Yeah, um, definitely. The uh, players will feed off that. And, and like you said, it's it's actually an honor when a country gets a bid to host a tournament like this. It's it, it's a lot of pride. It shows that we are able to host an international competition. And, you know, more tournaments we do, the better we get at hosting and uh, more competitions be able to uh, be held here on island. So tickets are on sale right now at the GFA. Can you tell us uh, how people can get tickets and sure. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So uh, we have tickets on sale at GFA right now, and so uh, each ticket corresponds with a seat. So so you know we encourage um, all who want to watch the match to come into GFA and and pick their seat and see which seats are available and, and purchase their tickets. So category one and VIP we have at twenty dollars, and then category two. Um, ten dollars and category three at five dollars. So as little as five dollars, you can you can come in and and watch the match and and still have a pretty decent seat actually. Um, so so yeah, tickets are going to be on sale you know up until uh, the match if we have any left. Um, although we do encourage you to come in as early as possible to get the best seat possible. Um, and, and you know also for the first match that's happening tomorrow evening, uh, we're actually going to be. Um, uh, showing that match live on a giant screen at GFA. Uh, so tomorrow evening at 10 p.m. Uh, this is right after um, our first ever uh, co-ed alumni tournament. Uh, so um, so we have a couple of our staff uh, putting that together. So we have teams from uh, a combined team from FDN Academy, uh, GW, um, I believe Southern, uh, and then you know we're looking into uh, some of the other schools as well to to get in uh, on that tournament. So then that's going to be from five to ten, and then right after. We encourage everyone to stay and, and watch the Matau play Bhutan um, on the giant screen. Cheer them uh, on. Yeah, cheer them on, for if sure. If you're loud enough, they, they could probably hear you and feel you. No. <laughs> yeah, up in the mountains yeah, in Bhutan. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anything else you want to add before I let you go? Um, well, I mean, uh, yeah, I just, just really want uh, the community to come support the Matau. Uh, they've been working really hard, and, and you know, they're, you know they, they really want to represent Guam at, at the highest level. And... Uh, 
Um, yeah, uh, so tickets are on sale at GFA. If you have any uh, questions, uh, you can call our office, 637-4321. Our website is uh, guamfa.com. And then uh, we we uh, routinely post announcements on our social media. So it's uh, Guam Football and uh, across all, so- all social media platforms. Yep, Instagram, Facebook, get it. All right, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, let's go, Mattel. Don't forget, check us out, soundcloud.com slash KUAM News. Yeah, that's it. That's money. Okay. Yeah, yeah.